Yamaha Canada proudly presents the Angler and Hunter Radio Show, the voice of anglers and hunters. On today's show... Part 1 on Bass Fishing with fishing celebrity David Chong. Hunting strategies with whitetail deer expert Emad Hasboon. Plus, Ontario Out of Doors What's Cooking with Andrew Roshan. The OFAH Fish and Wildlife Corner. MNRF News and more on today's Angler and Hunter Radio. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolf Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus knives stay sharper, longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Angler and Hunter Radio's Fishing Corner is brought to you by CUDA. Fierce. Tough. Proven. So we often talk about um, catching big fish, and today we're specifically going to talk about smallmouth bass. So I've asked uh, David Chong, professional angler, and uh, actually Dave makes a living at fishing. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, Randy. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so, Dave, what I want to uh, focus on today is uh, what we can do ourselves to improve our angling abilities. And I'd like to start off by talking about changing or improving the equipment we're using. And when you're focusing on rods and reels and tackle, what little things and little things that we can do to actually make us better smallmouth bass anglers? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, if we want to touch on something, it's, uh, and it's interesting because we were, as we were talking before we were doing the show, I'm, I'm sitting here in my garage. I'm looking at 
more taco than anybody could ever use. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and some people believe by accumulating tackle and, and equipment that they're going to catch one fish. Well, it really doesn't work that way. Just, uh, unfortunately, most, quite a few of us have an addiction to, uh, to getting taco no matter what we're looking at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it never ends. But, I mean, like, like, first of all, let's look at rod and reels. So I, uh, there's lots of great products out there. There's lots of great companies, up-and-coming companies. I happen to be with Daiwa, which I still strongly believe, you know, as far, especially as far as the reels go, make the best reels out there. They make great the products. Drags. Yeah, and, uh, and and their rods are, are, are right up there as well. Now, you don't have to have 20 rod and reel combos, you know? Yeah, if, Dave. If you, if you can afford it, <laughs> absolutely. My thing is, to most people, Buy the best equipment that you can afford. Okay. Okay. If, if, if you know, don't, don't go buy, unfortunately, if you're serious about it, and you, if you only fish, like, once a year at the cottage, well, sure, the twenty nine ninety nine combo, it, you know, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably fine for that one time you go. But if you, if you are into fishing and you do want to get, you know, catch bigger fish and, well, really not lose the bigger fish that you hook, um, you, you want to upgrade your equipment, and uh, I'm I'm. That's probably the one thing I noticed because um, even when I do, I do, I still do a bit of guiding. And when I get people come and they bring their own equipment, they 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 actually a lot of them are business people, a lot of them have money, and when they come and they want to bring their own stuff, and I see how poor the equipment is they bring, I'm I'm honestly shocked. I mean, and it's not to say that you have to spend a ton of money, but you know, for instance, you know, I'd be looking at. You know, if you want a, uh, what I feel is a really good, you know, uh, decent, you know, spinning combo, you're probably spending, I'm going to say, 120 bucks and up. Okay. You know, and, and a bait caster, I'd go a little bit more because, you know, I honestly, I think if anybody who buys a, a bait casting reel that, that's less than about $100, you're just, you're asking for frustration. Right. Uh, because, you know, anybody who's, who's gone through the process of learning how to use a baitcaster, the better the baitcaster is, the better it works. If you buy a cheap one, it is not going to work nearly as well. So spend spend a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I know sometimes money's hard to come by these days, but you know what? You're better off. To, to, it'll, it'll be worth your while in the long run, for sure. Can fishing line or lures, like, you know, if I've got my, my 14-pound test and my snap swivel and my rapala on there, that's what I catch them on all the time. Are there yeah. some things we can do with that scene to maybe uh, refine it to make it a little bit more uh, more productive? Yeah, well, there's um, absolutely line. Well, it's it's the connection between you and the fish, right? So mm-hmm. it, it is it is very important. And uh, depending on what type of line you use, and now we have you know all the copolymer monofilaments out there. We have fluorocarbon. We have braided line. We have fused line. It's it's quite, uh, I often think about that uh, when I talk to people, but I think about that commercial, and, and I'm a- probably aging myself because only, only guys like yourself and I will probably remember these things where they used to have the guy standing there looking at this massive wall of fishing line with the most puzzled look on his face, and then the light comes on. Obviously, it's a, it's a commercial from a company, a fishing line company, right. and he sees the light. But, you know, that's the way it really is. Like, you know, uh, with all these lines up there, different types of lines, people go, what type of line do you use? Yeah. Well, 
you know, when you reach, when you, when you kind of reach a level when you're competing for money and stuff like that, you know, it really depends on the presentation. Suited to certain presentations, and lines are suited to other presentations. More Angler and Hunter Radio when we return after these important words. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique Preflex hull design, and the -the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala X-Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line, Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. Welcome back. You're listening to Bass Fishing with Celebrity Angler, David Chong. Back in the uh, 1970s, I, I used to go fishing with a couple of guys named Mike and Pete Hartman. And uh, I just mentioned oh, the yeah. name because these guys <laughs> these guys were Hartman great. Boys. They're great anglers. Yeah. Yep. And I went up to Wilmot Creek with them one, one morning. So we're fishing for rainbow trout in a feeder stream that goes into Lake Ontario. Um, I was using a line called Royal Banal, which is like a brown color line in, yep. uh, in, uh, in four, yeah, in four pound test. And, uh, Mike and Pete proceeded to start catching every fish in the pool. And I just, as usual, just was watching that, you know, watching them catch fish. And I, I asked Mike, what, what do you guys do that no, that everybody else is missing? And he looks at me and he laughs and he goes, Oh, you're using brown line. I said, so? And he goes, well, fish can see line. And the reason why I bring this up is because you mentioned, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned fluorocarbon. And yep. fish can see line. And I still get people nowadays laugh at me and say, are you serious, buddy? You're worried about the fish seeing your line? Well, Dave, tell our listeners how serious that is. <laughs> it, it, it is. I mean, I mean, listen, if, 
if all you can afford is monofilament and coparma, which is one of the biggest strengths of monofilament is the cost. Okay, it's 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 inexpensive. If that's all you can afford, well, that's all you can afford. I mean, you know, what what, what are you going to say? Like I said, buy the best equipment you can. And if that's the state you're in, um, if you're going to but if you're going to use monofilament, make sure you change it frequently. Okay, because monofilament is affected by UV rays. It ages. It doesn't age well. You know, you you might. When I used to, when we used to use monofilament, uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, there were a couple guys who we used to travel with doing tournaments, and um, I would change mine fairly frequently. But boy, these guys took it to another level. Every day they got off the water, they changed all the monofilament on every reel that they had with them. Yeah, and it, it was. But you know what? They were very successful uh, as tournament anglers. Um, they didn't lose many fish, um, so it's hard to argue with success, right? Right. But nowadays, when you have uh, fluorocarbon as, as an option, and fluorocarbon is a big factor uh, or a big, big feature of fluorocarbon is that it's the same refractive index as water, right? So when it's in the water, it's virtually invisible. And I can, I can pretty well say right here, and I, uh, I'm, I'm, I probably use almost 50-50, no, I was going to say 60% mono, uh, sorry, 60% fluorocarbon and maybe 40% borate. And I can, with, with a fair bit of confidence, say if you're using fluorocarbon, you will catch more fish. Yeah. I can almost guarantee people that. Rarely ever seen a situation where using fluorocarbon hasn't improved my catch ratio. So I, I strongly believe that you know, they, maybe they don't recognize it at their fishing line, but they see something that doesn't seem right to them, right? Yeah. And, and that's all it takes for a fish to be spooked off. For smallmouth bass, something that's, uh, you know, we want to go and look for some spots. Is there something other than just rocks where smallmouth bass live? <laughs> like talking about <laughs> cur current? The, or... uh, over, over, over the years, uh, so much has changed, you know? I mean, uh, not, all, not only has where we, we look for fish changed, uh, you know, that used to be the key thing, you know, Rocky Point, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rocky Flats, uh, transition zones. But, you know, when you, when you look at lakes, uh, like in our backyard, like, uh, like for instance, uh, Rice Lake, mm -hmm. and the number of fish that smallmouth we're talking about now, number of big smallmouth that you're going to find on weed lines, you know, mm, yeah. you know, back in years ago, we didn't think too much about that, but nowadays, we know that there's all kinds of big fish that you know, uh, have, you know, inhabit these uh, these weed lines, especially if there's a hard bottom and there's an edge to it, mm -hmm. some kind of transition zone. And I think that is probably the key thing you want to find if you're looking for smallies, is you're looking for transition. You know, whether it be rock to weed, rock to sand, um, uh, large rock to small rock. Mm -hmm. Anywhere where the, the bottom composition changes, um, there's, there's very likely to be smallmouth along that edge. If you've never used fluorocarbon, and let's say you've already got started using uh, braided line, well, you can always use a fluorocarbon leader. Great idea. Now, for uh, times, so we talked earlier about the whole idea of um, being where the fish are at the right time. So this is a, this is kind of a tricky question. Um, when are, when are better times to catch smallmouth bass? Is it something you just look at your watch and keep a mental note or how, you know, wow. how, how, how do I we... wish it was that easy? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the fish yeah. always bite at this time. I know in the evenings and mornings, it, yeah, that's a no brainer, but I also know, 
um, that during I the mean, day. In generalities, of course, morning, uh, evening, uh, the fish are, are, are usually more active. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are uh, people who are huge believers in moon phases, you know, full moons, new moons, uh, and the fish are more active. Um, there's so many factors. I mean, and I'll tell you, this is why, one of the reasons why I love fishing so much and I love tournament fishing is that there's just so many factors involved in figuring out how to catch those big fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It, it, and, and that's, and that's, it's not a simple thing. I wish I could give you a formula because if it was that simple, everybody would be doing it, right? So I think instinct probably comes into play and you're, you're, some of the listeners are probably laughing saying instinct and fishing, but there, I think there really is something to that. Instinct, gut feelings, whatever you, you call them. And, and the more you fish, and, and we talk about this all the time, and it, it's absolutely true, time, you can't beat time in the water. Mm-hmm. The more time in the water you spend, the more things you notice, the more things, the more times you'll get those gut feelings. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think the fish are doing this right now, or I think they're going to be on here. So you're looking at, uh, these are the factors that are, are going to affect what kind of mood the fish are in. Absolutely. Um, weather system, okay? Uh, cold fronts. You know, um, you know, bluebird skies, even those high pressure systems in the summertime, uh, which usually sometimes is the, some of the toughest fishing you're going to get. Um, and, and those periods, anybody who's ever experienced it will, will know what I'm talking about. Those periods just before a real bad front's going to hit and the fish just go absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. and they feed like mad. Those are, those are times you never forget because it's like their fish are almost jumping in the boat. Yeah. 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 You know? We, we all love to, to uh, to have those great times, and that's what we're all looking to do. So, thank you so much for giving us a few tips uh, today, Dave. And we'll look forward to part two on large yeah, I'm not bass. Sure if we didn't create more questions than we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. Fish the best. Can you hunt deer with a 410 caliber shotgun in Ontario? The answer when we return after these messages. Mike Miller here from Angler and Hunter Television. Aquatic invasive species and fish-killing diseases like VHS threaten the health of Lake Simcoe. By taking two minutes to clean, drain, and dry your boat, every time you take it out of the water, you will help stop the spread of aquatic invasive species into Lake Simcoe and other water bodies in Ontario. For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program as part of the Operation Boat Clean Campaign. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. 
Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament-quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball-bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork-split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala x Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line, Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH. FAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. Fish the best. Can you hunt deer with a 410 caliber shotgun in Ontario? Yes, you can hunt deer with a 410 and a slug only in Ontario. Check with the regulations for more details. Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters Fish and Wildlife Corner. Brought to you by Quebec Outfitters. So without a doubt, Lake St. Clair is a world-class musky fishing destination. Um, if you want to go down there and just do some fishing or get a guide, pretty well guaranteed you're going to catch some musky. It's just a, a phenomenal fishery. Uh, just to bring us up to date on that fishery and some uh, basic updates, I've got uh, Tom Brook, fisheries biologist with the Federation of Anglers and Hunters. How are you doing, Tom? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. So um, some regulatory changes down in uh, Lake St. Clair for muskies? There was one change that was made for the 2017 um, fishing regulations. Okay. Um, and it's on the Thames River, so it's actually a, a tributary to Lake St. Clair. But uh, there was a change on muskies specifically, and it's from the mouth of the Thames River at Lake St. Clair uh, to the downstream side of the Keel Street Bridge in the municipality of Chatham. And what the change was, was a uh, an increase of the minimum size limit for muskie from 36 inches to 44 inches. So if you're going to keep a muskie in that stretch of, of the Thames River, it needs to be over 44 inches. Right, right. And, and you know, I guess, you know, for uh, the size of the fish in Lake St. Clair, it's probably quite possible to catch one that big down there. Absolutely, yeah. But you know what? More importantly, and we all harvest fish and we all enjoy eating fish, especially yours truly. Um, but with muskies, if you choose to release that fish, some care and thought must be taken. And I think back to my younger years, getting one of these uh, squirrely fish in the boat flopping around and it's it's not good for them. It's not good for them. So any tips or advice to our listeners on what they can do to take care if they intend to le- release their fish? Okay. Well, mus- musky specifically, it's it's kind of funny. They're they're a big, pretty mean-looking fish, but they're actually pretty sensitive to uh, 
to to being played for a long time in the water. I mean, a lot of times if you're catching them in the summertime, the water can be pretty warm. So um, one, I guess one suggestion would be to, to play the fish for as little amount of time as possible. You want to get it to the boat. It's a lot of fun to play them, but, you know, you want to use tackle that's appropriate if possible, and you want to get it to the, the side of the boat as, as quickly as you can. I suppose another thing that you could do is if you're if you're netting fish, um, one style of net is, is called a cradle. It's a long kind of narrow net, and it keeps the, the body of the fish from kind of contorting. Um, yeah, getting all curled up like it would in a in a hoop net, I yeah. guess is what they call them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. for landing the fish, maybe use that, and you can maybe hold it at the side of the boat to yeah. keep the fish wet. Yeah, you might even be able to, to get the hook out at the side of the boat. The idea is as as little air exposure as possible. So what happens when you pull the fish out of the water, all the little filaments on its on its gill arch, all those red pieces that you see that are filled with blood, they, they can collapse on themselves, and that actually reduces the amount of surface area for gas exchange when you put the fish back in the water. So it can actually, it, it almost in a sense sort of suffocates the fish a little bit. And when the fish is, is tired out from fighting um, and you don't know what happened the rest of the day, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe it's been caught once that day already. Yes. Um, yes. You know, that recovery, it, it just makes it harder because they can't get that oxygen exchange. So I, I guess in a nutshell, handle the fish as least as possible. Where possible, maybe don't take it out of the water. Try and get the hook removed while it's still in the water, if possible. Yeah, um, would be a, would be a good idea as well. Now, uh, sometimes you know they 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 fight very hard and they're a little tired at the side of the boat. Are there any um, tips or advice you can give our listeners for releasing the fish? Is it should they just kind of splash them back in the water? Should they hold them until they can swim away at their own power? I don't know. Is there some way that's better than others or well if you if you get that kind of that trophy shot and you get the fish back in the water if if you do pick the fish up you know it's better to kind of keep it low to the the boat deck or low to the water so that if if it does happen to fall it doesn't fall from a huge height um you you kind of want to have two hands on it and keep it horizontal rather rather than vertical because all of its organs can actually reorganize themselves a little bit if it's held vertically that happens to me when i get up in the morning (laughs) (laughs) um but once it's back in the water it's it's good to just sort of hang on to the fish let it have a moment to recover if you let go sometimes you'll see the them sink away from you right um and you don't really know what happens at that point you know if they if they get inverted they can who knows uh if if you kind of hang on to the tail. You don't necessarily need to, to pump them back and forth or or side to side. You know, there's all different kinds of, of things you see out there. But just kind of hold the fish. Uh, if if there's any kind of current, maybe direct it into the current so that there's some fresh water passing over the gills. And and just give it a, a few minutes or even sometimes just a few seconds to, to sort of recover. And you'll feel the fish. As, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll feel it, you know, if you've, if you've got it by the, the, the tail, by the caudal it's you'll you'll feel it getting ready to push off so it'll be able to go on its own power yeah yeah exactly some great advice so uh be mindful if you're down around the thames river area make sure you check with your local fishing regulations the size limit of muskies have been have been increased down there which it may even indicate that uh, the size of the fish have increased too who knows and uh (laughs) and uh if you're gonna let the fish go take some care uh for sure handle it as least as possible and uh and Fight it as least as possible so that it can get back in the water and go do its fish things. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us and giving us some information on Lake St. Clair muskies. Thanks again for having me. Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters Fish and Wildlife Corner, brought to you by Quebec Outfitters. Did you know four species of invasive fish, known as Asian carps, are threatening to invade the Great Lakes? 
These fish have the potential to devour the food sources and habitat our native fish depend on and negatively impact our ability to enjoy our lakes and rivers. Help prevent the introduction of Asian carps. Report sightings to the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. If Quebec isn't on your outdoor adventure bucket list, it should be. No hassle and supremely affordable hunting and fishing adventures are waiting right next door. Discover great destinations for hunting big game and unique fishing adventures for brook trout, Atlantic salmon, pike, and walleye. What is it that draws so many hunters and fishermen to Quebec? See for yourself at wwwhunting fishingquebec and start planning your next trip. Let a Quebec outfitter be your guide and enjoy the journey. wwwhunting fishingquebec What's Cooking with Andrew Roshan, brought to you by Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. So in the spring, there's one activity that my wife and I enjoy doing is to go down to our dock and uh, catch uh, crappie and bluegills. In fact, in our lake, it seems like there's more bluegills than crappies. You'll catch probably eight or nine uh, bluegills before you'll catch a crappie. And I'm certainly not complaining because they're delicious eating. Usually eight or nine fish will make a good meal for my wife and I. Uh, Preparing these fish? Well, who could I think of that could be a better person to tell our listeners than our, our weekly feature chef, Andrew Rochon? How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing very well, Randy. How are you? Good. I'm thinking about eating some panfish now. <laughs> some pan? Well, they call them panfish for a reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, they lend well to the pan. They, they're great-tasting fish, uh, overlooked by a lot of Canadians, very popular with a lot of my American friends. Um, but it's funny when you see bluegill and, and, and sunfish or whatever you want to call them. And then crappie, I think, is definitely well-known for being a, a great-eating fish. And uh, I'm just like you. I love springtime going out and trying to get some slabs for the for the frying pan. So you don't have to do much to cook them either. Like uh, there's there's nothing too fancy that you got to do. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly okay just taking the fillets off, taking the skin off, and and doing a light bread, you know, a fish crisp breading, uh, mm-hmm. fry them in a pan, and put them on a bun and make a sandwich. Or 
uh, there's a few other things you could do with them. Like uh, I know one of my buddies, he likes to take them and actually kind of poach them off. Okay. He'll poach the fillets, and then he'll crumble that in with his breadcrumb mixture, some eggs, some uh, green onions, and make uh, almost like crab cakes, but crappy cakes. Oh, so, that, that actually sounds good. Yeah, and then he just dusts them with a little more breadcrumb on the top and gives them a light sear and serves them with a tart little uh, little sauce, and it's quite nice. And you know what? Panfish, they're plentiful in Ontario. You can bring the kids. They, they can yep. have fun catching them. And at the end of the day, you can enjoy, you, you know, a meal of what you've, uh, you know, of what you've caught. There couldn't be anything better. That's for sure. For sure. Oh, well, with generous uh, possession limits and everything, it's, it's definitely one of the greatest fish. You know what? Get out there and keep some of these fish and, and get the pressure off the walleye and, and the trout and things like that. So Absolutely. So how can our listeners find out more information on your recipes? Well, you can grab a copy of uh, Ontario Outdoors magazine. Every issue will have a different recipe uh, that you'll see in there. Or you can go to the website, which is www.oodmag.com forward slash cooking. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us today, Andrew, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks for having me again. What's Cooking with Andrew Roshan, brought to you by Ontario Out of Doors magazine. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge. Pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time on the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolf Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. 
Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala X Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus, quality knives since 1876. Like everything in life, we need to prepare, we need to be organized, and uh, then success comes with hard work. And in hunting and angling, it's not much different. So I wanted to talk a little bit about whitetail deer hunting. Couldn't think of anybody better than Emad Hasboon, whitetail deer enthusiast and expert. How are you doing, Emad? How are you? Good morning, uh, Randy. We often hear about people who have these honey holes or these great places to go hunting, and they always seem to get one. But what we don't realize is what they're doing before the hunt. And uh, the execution is one thing, but the preparation and organization is everything. Let's start off with ground zero. We're going to go deer hunting. Talk to us. Deers are uh, driven by a few things in life. And perhaps the most influential is the need for them to eat uh, on daily basis to survive. So now, if we focus on the habitat, and uh, we learn the habitat itself, uh, where where does so find the sources of food, uh, sources of uh, source of water, and bedding bedding site, um, and then we uh, we need to learn more about uh, what type of um, what type of habitat or what type of nutrition they are using in the in the wild? There are different native species out there that deer uses, uh, from the chermium flower to the wild rose to the to the fireweed to the ragweed. Majority of these are, you know, they say eighty percent of the deer nutrition is based on on natural vegetation. The water, food, and cover. And the traveling route from to feeding and bedding and learning the lay of the land. This will give you a start point how to start planning uh, the next fall for deer hunting. Okay, so, you know, we've, we've uh, determined that we have some water, we have a good crop of acorns, uh, maybe we've got some signs, some tracks and that sort of thing. There's obviously going to be movement uh, as a lot of them are nocturnal, different times of day, they're, they're a creature of habit. What kind of tools can we use to establish when this movement is occurring and where? As far as, as, far as their movement, deer, deer leave their bedding. Usually they, they bed majority of the day. Majority of the day they spend bedding. And before just before sunset, they start moving toward their favorite feeding areas. And then uh, all night, they feed all night. And then they come back to their, they go back to their feeding, to their bedding area uh, early morning. So now we want to find the kind of the ambush point between bedding to feeding. Now, the deer is an animal of a habit. If they come out from one specific spot, they will continue to do that. Keep in mind, changing of habitat. I'm talking about when, when habitat changes. Standing cornfield can be used as, you know, for example, for bedding as well as feeding, right? Mm-hmm. While a soya bean field um, 
understanding can be, you know, used as as just pretty much more for feeding. Keeping in mind the keep keep the records for the movement will help you to find an ambush point, even if the sea, if even the habitat changes. That's you know. The crop rotation happened the next year. So learning the habitat and keeping our eyes on the habitat, what's happening to it and how the deer is utilizing the habitat, that's very important. So I can see here now that, you know, the successful um, professional type hunters, the reason why they harvest more is because just quite simply the amount of time that they're putting into this. 80% of your success is scouting. Now, as soon as the season arrives and you start to identify those areas where you think you, you know, you can find an ambush point based on your study of their movement in, around the summertime, you know, early fall, and then <clears throat> you start to find, well, hey, I'm going to have a tree stand right in this spot. Always choose a tree stand where you're going to find more than one component of the habitat, you know, food, water, and cover, for example. Deer do not do not go, hey, well, I have a plan today, I'm going to go eat some soya bean, and <laughs> after that I'm going to go kind of eat corn, and then I'm going to get some acorn, and then I'm going to go back to bed. That They don't do that. They eat as they're browsing, as they're, as they're moving along. The point I'm trying to make out of this as well is, is, is patterning their movement from two. That puts you on the right spot at the right time, which, in other words, hunters, they call it hot spot. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more Angler and Hunter Radio. Did you know that the seeds of invasive plants can easily be transported to new areas in mud on the tires of all-terrain vehicles? Help to stop the spread of invasive plants by staying on designated trails and cleaning mud and debris from the tires of your ATV between trips. For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. If Quebec isn't on your outdoor adventure bucket list, it should be. 
No hassle and supremely affordable hunting and fishing adventures are waiting right next door. Discover great destinations for hunting big game and unique fishing adventures for brook trout, Atlantic salmon, pike, and walleye. What is it that draws so many hunters and fishermen to Quebec? See for yourself at www.hunting/fishing.quebec and start planning your next trip. Let a Quebec outfitter be your guide and enjoy the journey. www.hunting/fishing.quebec. Welcome to the voice of anglers and hunters, Angler and Hunter Radio. I'm Randy Jennings. Okay, so you do all this, and let's say you put up some trail cams, and all of a sudden you find out that hey, they're only moving through here at nighttime. Is there some way? to uh, make them move earlier? Is there some way around that? Now, what you need to do, you need to have kind of a B plan. Okay, they're moving from that area. Is it possible to put a tree stand? Maybe it's not. You know, you can hunt from the ground. Right. You can find a good spot where you can put a blind. Make sure the wind direction is absolutely in your favor. And I always do say, don't just put a pop-up blind and, and make it like, hey, I have a pop-up blind there. Make sure you blend it good with, with nature. Right. I mean, a, a lot of people, they will throw the pop-up blind and they will go, okay, here it is. And they will close themselves up all the windows and uh, they come and sit there and hunt. Well, inside there, there's, it's, the background of that blind is black. Open all the windows. So, so um, yeah, I've had some good success with ground blinds myself. Um, safety aspect with ground blinds. So, you know, obviously we want to conceal ourselves from the uh, game. We want to blend in with the environment. We don't want to park it right on the trail they're trying to walk down. Yes. Um, it, would it hurt to put a little orange tape on there just to flag it so that uh, other hunters know it's a blind and it's not just uh, the rest of the woods? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's a good idea to always look after your own safety. And uh, hunter orange is not perceived to deer as orange, so it will not uh, decrease your chance of success. Hunters need to focus on two things. The deer need to feed, need to breed. So when the, when the deer early season, early season, their, their main focus, like around October time, hunting time, they, they are looking for feed, 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 feed. They're going to be feeding majority of the time. Then they shift around the right time to breed. Okay, so then your plan is going to shift to uh, the breeding, um, the breeding, uh, you know, season. Deer usually, what do they do is they will concentrate their activity in less than five acres during the breeding season. So, so you need to find that spot where they're concentrating their activity during that uh, during that that time. Okay. Then late season, they switch their movement. They switch their habit to feeding. Again, now we go back from feeding, we go back bee feeding, then breeding, and then back to feeding. So late season, if you want to hunt at feeding, there is nothing wrong with that. It actually it will pay off. Uh, but uh, during during the breeding season, definitely you want to be able to identify uh, the areas where they are spending majority of their time. Another thing I want to mention as well, deer will use more than one thing to, 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 to advertise their presence. First of all, their appearance at the same time in the fields, and, and that's why we start to see more bucks during the breeding season. And because they are trying, they are looking for those, they, are, they use scrubs and scrapes to identify, to, to, to advertise for their presence. So now, these are communication signposts that deer do use to communicate between different classes of deer. The rubs are on the trees, 
and they uh, exposed the, the they exposed the bark of the tree to uh, with their antlers, and they will deposit a scent, scent from their forehead gland. That uh, that scent actually um, can tell the physiological status about that animal, the character, uh, the status of that, uh, the breeding status of for that animal. So if another doe is coming by or another buck is coming by, they can get from that sense some information. The scrapes are different. They are shallow depression into the ground, and they make them with their hoofs a sign of aggression. They expose the soil, and they place their hind legs above it, and they will put their hind legs, the tarsal glands together, and they will rub urinate. They will urinate in their gland, and they will rub it together and deposit that scent in there. Above that, above that scrape, there is an overhanging branch. That overhanging branch is uh, they as well. They were painted with their with their scent, the preorbital gland scent, the forehead gland. They trash their antlers with it. You know, even the nasal gland, and their saliva gland. All of these scents. They send some messages to other deer. If you identify these spots, keep in mind, if you see scrapes and rubs, don't be putting a tree stand above them. 80% of the deer visitation to these two spots are during the illegal time of shooting. Okay. Only 20% are during the legal time of shooting. But what we're going to do, Randy, is we're going to identify the rubs and scrapes area. We're going to identify the... Um, excuse me, the, the bedding area, and we got to identify the feeding area. So in other words, use these signs and use these, these different spots for your advantage to be able to identify an ambush, ambush point. Yeah, so you're uh, basically getting to know the animal better, getting to know its biology better, getting to know its habits better, and yeah. um, making that uh, sketch or that map so that you've got a really good idea of how this animal's lifestyle is engaged and where you need to be to be successful. Thank you for giving us some insight into the uh, mystical world of the uh, white-tailed deer, Matt. Thank you very much, Randy, and I uh, wish I was able to add something to, to the hunters, and I wish them all the luck, and uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus. Quality knives since 1876. Don't go away. We'll be right back. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique Preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876. 
and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus knives stay sharper, longer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. So it wasn't that long ago um, when we went to our favorite fishing spot, we found that honey hole out in the middle of the lake. You know, we'd have to line up the barn on the north shore and the willow tree on the south shore and kind of get about a kilometer out in between the two lines and use our fish binder to find the spot. Um, it's a lot easier now, you know, if you were to drop your fishing rod overboard. Um, you could probably, with a great deal of uh, comfort and confidence, know that you could come back the next day with your scuba gear and find that fishing rod using a tool called Navionics. So I've asked uh, uh, Paul Mickley from, uh, he's actually the National Sales Manager of Navionics Americas, to join us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on board. Pleasure to uh, chat with you. <laughs> what can you tell our listeners about Navionics? What is it? I like your analogy there of kind of lining it up and saying, okay, I'm on this point with this barn and looking at that dock, and you're right. I mean, that is certainly the old way, whereas, you know, you look at the GPSs that are out there now, you know, forget about just waypoints, but with Navionics being able to, you know, look at the the charts that we have, seeing the lumps, seeing the contours, or even with uh, the newest technology with Sonar Chart Live where you can actually map your own lakes, and find brand new one foot contours and really see what's going on down there and, and be able to catch a whole lot more fish. That's that that's amazing and that was kind of a good segue into my next question because we used to get these uh, paper maps that would show us you know the hydrographics of the lakes. Um, obviously that is all now digitized. It's on a computer. You can see all the depths and that sort of thing. But uh, for coverage, I mean, there's a lot of small lakes here and there. So how does Navionics do that? How can you update a, a program so that it's, you know, it's constantly improving and growing? Good question. I mean, I'll go back to the, I'll go back about, I'm going to say 20 years ago, where we used to have survey boats. And, and we still have a couple, but we would send survey boats out to the main lakes and and map these lakes and improve what was on paper charts with, you know, one-foot contours. And we still have a lot of one-foot contours. I think we've added, you know, another 800 lakes between uh, Quebec and Ontario just this year. But you're right, there's a lot of small lakes up there, and the chances of a survey boat getting there, and I couldn't tell you how many, you know, emails we used to receive in the past saying, hey, when are you going to come survey my lake? You know, <laughs> everybody all excited. So, you know, it's, it's all based on, you know, on business, obviously. But a lot of it is now with whether you've got a Lawrence or a Humpingbird or a Raymarine, there's options on being able to sound your own lake. And the nice thing is you don't have to do 5 or 10 miles an hour with Navionics. You can run wide open as long as you're, well, one, as long as you're allowed a gas engine on your lake to run wide open, but also <laughs> that, you know, you can hold bottom. I mean, I personally have got, uh, I live down in Florida, but I've been to Canada many times fishing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've got my own little private lakes here mapped just by going out using a Vexilar or using my Raymarine. And uh, that's really the best way to do it is just go fishing, leave it on record, and after a week or two, you've got your own little lake bass. 
Yeah, it's it, it truly is amazing. And for anybody out there who hasn't had a chance to try this yet, I can tell you with a great deal of confidence that it's given me tons of success, competitive fishing and recreational fishing. Um, for sure, when you catch that real nice fish and you waypoint that spot, returning there, you will catch more nice fish. And I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Paul will agree with me on that one. Being an angler yourself, without question, you know one of the one of the cool things I was talking to Ed when he down fishing the classic in texas and he actually pointed out that uh one of the things he was doing aside from using the mapping is with that sonar chart live he was actually using it to go in between the trees you know to map there's nobody surveying in between trees but even like with your rocks going around and maneuvering in areas where you know a normal boat wouldn't be able to do and then he's you know finding that special drop off by a rock or by a tree or stuff that's you know a little harder to locate but um you're right i use it all the time on on you know, I was out fishing with, uh, actually, Bob and I were out fishing down the Keys, and we found a little wreck, and I said, well, let's figure out where exactly this little edge is. And you found it already on the map, but we went back and forth, and we're able to find out exactly where that little ledge is, where the tip of the wreck was, and it just it just helps you dial it in that much better, especially if you're doing any kind of finesse. It, it's it truly is amazing and you know it wasn't that long ago where when i was on my lunch break at work and i think about you know am i going to go to this spot or this spot but now on my lunch break i can actually go on my computer and uh review those waypoints using something it, it, it's an app actually could you tell our listeners a little bit about the navionics app yeah absolutely so the navionics app is available on we do have an api or a, or a chart viewer you can see on our on our website that gives you some ideas of what the lakes look like but there's not really, you can't really do a waypoint or a lat long. But on the app, you can go to the iTunes store or the Google Play store and search Navionics USA and Canada. Uh, I think it's uh, 14 bucks, and you get all the U.S. and Canada, and you're able to actually download areas that you want. We do daily updates. You can update the lake whenever you want. Um, you're able to do waypoints. You're able to create routes. You can adjust water levels. I'm trying to think, there's a, there's a plethora of different things. You can so, really, an amazing tool that you can use uh, on the water and off the water. Uh, anything else, else to add, Paul? No, I think you covered. It. I mean, that's that's actually one of my favorite things. I'm glad you brought that up about the app. Again, I fish down, you know, in multiple places, and it's nice to call a buddy and be like, "Hey, we're headed over to uh, you know Lake X," and you know, pull it up on the app and then you look at the app and you can just chat over the phone on where you're going to go rather than sit in the boat and kind of figure it out the day before you've got an idea of what's happening. So I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, no, it's uh, certainly a lot of cool features and, and Navionics used by a lot of people and uh, we're happy to be up there in Canada and giving people some more details. Yeah, so that's Navionics, N-A-V-I-O-N-I-C-S, and this is Paul Mickley. He's the National Sales Manager uh, for Navionics America. For sure, check it out. It'll improve your fishing. Thanks so much, Paul, for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the show. And now, the news. Turkey hunters charged. Gray County OPP charged two men with Fish and Wildlife Conservation Act offenses when catching them hunting for turkeys on private property without permission in Meaford. Police went to the hunter's location west of Balaclava Friday at about 3.55 p.m. after receiving a complaint from a concerned citizen. They charged a 26-year-old from Bonfield Township in northeastern Ontario with unlawfully having a loaded firearm in a right-of-way and with trespass for the purpose of hunting. A 30-year-old from Calvin Township, also in northeastern Ontario, was charged with trespass for the purpose of hunting. For more information about Ontario's hunting laws, review www.ontario.ca forward slash hunting. 
The Angler and Hunter Radio Show has been brought to you by Yamaha. What kind of Yamaha are you? Angler and Hunter Radio is a production of the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Please send your tall tales and comments to ahradio.ca. Don't forget, you can check out past episodes of Angler and Hunter Radio on the web or at wrvo.com.